Hello and welcome to MiceCast and the second half of our interview with Jeff from Houston. When we left off, we were talking about Disney's practice of placing gift shops at the exits of attractions. So let's not waste any time and get right back into it. You know, I was thinking about that because we've, we've talked about that since the Pressler year. It seems like everything you get off of there is a uh, some some way of spending your money on the way out of an attraction. And I was going back to Disney World. I'm thinking, you know, this the pirate shop at Disney World that's been there since you know the early 70s. That, uh, that's been and no one probably thinks anything different of it. What I don't know what they call Pirates Plaza. I don't know what that shopping thing's called. Ours has one. Korean you know, Plaza. Not, not really. Plaza. It's at the exit, but you don't have to walk through our pirates uh, shop. I, I'm okay. trying to think of other than that. If there was really any other, you know, kind of sales pitches, if you will, as you walked out to make a purchase what, in but, Florida. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just Kingdom. trying to think old no, days. No, you're you know, talking prior about to Pressler. No, at, the, at, at Walt Disney World, when you come off the Pirates, you walk right. Yeah, you walk through back. a shop to get off of Pirates in, in Florida. Gosh, Epcot, I think almost every attraction's got a gift shop at the end. Yep. Well, or or it's or it's disguised as a hands-on fun zone. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, like fun zone. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain amount of yeah. There's a certain <laughs> amount of branding, I guess you could say to that. If you if you go to the synergy thing about, you know, your website, your business cards, your your stationery, everything should be branded the same. You know, you should, there should be an icon for the park. Well, you know, you you've just ridden this ride. Where do I have to go to get the cool little toy that my kid wants. Well, there right. it is. It's right there. It's provided for you. Yeah. I mean, Walt Disney was one of the best marketers probably anybody's oh, yeah. ever known. I mean, if you were in the 50s, you had, a, you had to have a coonskin cap. You know, if uh, he, it was a little less available than things are today. I mean, you can go find Disney anywhere. If anything's kind of less than the brand name is finding it at Walmart. Or, um, or a Disney discount like warehouse store in freaking Las Vegas. Oh, that stuff's disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I had that here yeah. in Houston and I went to the character warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, and? actually, and that's actually based out of SoCal. But is it is a company that liquidates it? Yeah, yeah, is it? But it's everything, right? T-shirts, stationery, oh, plush, yeah, freaking footwear, everything. Terrible. Yeah, Ooh. one showed up out in the Elsinore Mall, and there, sometimes they're there for like six months, and then they're gone. Dude, just there to get a, yep. get rid of a load of stuff. I actually took audio that whole trip out there here in Houston. It was like the only slice of Disney we had, and I took audio that I might play it on the show. Oh gosh, <laughs> you went to, one, went to went to that huge. Huge one, or maybe that was trapped on vacation. Something went out to like a. We used to have driving, you know, driving theaters, and a lot of them turned into uh, swap meets swap on meets. weekends. And there was like some huge acre of swap meet that somebody walked through on one of their podcasts. And I don't even remember who it was, uh, but it's funny. It's just like, yeah, you go know, to huge warehouses of endless amounts of plush or t-shirts they couldn't get rid of. Well, the, the one in Vegas we went to last time had Superstar Limo shit in it. <laughs> those are the things where you say if you buy ten dollars you get this free right you couldn't be able to take it uh, oh yeah you know, the sad thing is about that right the rumors are and I don't know if this is true the rumors that it was supposed to be the great movie ride and as the budget kept going back and back and back we ended up with Superstar Limo with, with freaking cheesy 1990s B-list celebrities in there yeah, it, it, I'm happy know, with uh, monsters now. Though. Oh, I mean, monsters! That's awesome. one of my favorite attractions. Monsters that, uh, is good. Monsters is, is pretty cool. Are they gonna put that the in Florida line somewhere? Do you think? Way too long. They monsters, say they, well, yeah. there's rumors about Tomorrowland now that Timekeeper's closed, but I don't. Oh really know. no, no, don't do that. Timekeeper's gone. <laughs> Fucking up my Tomorrowland. Dude, our Tomorrowland's gonna do that regardless, Greg. Our Tomorrowland's been hosed <laughs> for ten years now. Come on. I know. I have real issues hey, over le- that. At least they still get the TTA running in Florida. That is yeah. true. 
And but you know, I don't stuff. like. I gotta say, I don't like the name TTA, but I like the you know the it, the attraction. It wasn't called TTA. No, when every time I get off that, every time yeah, it was called Wedway Wedway People Mover. Every time I get off of that thing, I take a picture of the control panel because it's still engraved on the panel. It says uh, Wedway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's many people that can't separate the People Mover Disneyland, what used to be the Goodyear People Mover, yeah. from the Wedway. I mean, completely different ride systems, um, much smoother <laughs> ride at Disney World. Now, somebody, maybe somebody out there can correct me. I swear, when I went to Disney World in 1975, and I rode, uh, actually in 1982 also, when I rode that uh, Wedway, it went the entire circumference of Space Mountain not kind of cutting through the middle like it does now. Maybe it was just that, you know, child's eye that didn't remember the real details, but I could have swore it took more of an outside path. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Than, than the middle. Well, that I'm just mistaken. Yeah. I, I, it happens occasionally. Um, but I still love to... Ju- I just like to get on and enjoy the view. Though oh, they have great. Sc- they've screwed up the view. I you know how hard it was to get a good picture of Space Mountain inside the park? Is that frickin' mall or uh, what do they got in front of Space Mountain now? That, that are, the one in Florida? The arcade? Yeah, the one in Florida. Yeah, the yeah, yeah it's the arcade. The um, power they can, company or whatever. They the can take a tactical there. nuke to that and get rid of it. If, uh, it just it just blows the view to me. I, I actually stopped that we were on the tomorrow. What do they call the uh, the speedway out there? Uh, and I stopped. There's like well, nobody close. I'm stopping taking pictures because it's not <laughs> one of the best views I could get of Space Mountain. I was, I, I love that building, and they just screwed up the view. It's, it's really sad. So, you know, I like well, to speak about screwed up views. I know I was ranting on the forums. Um, hello, the front of Epcot. Oh, Spaceship Earth. Yeah, that's going to show up on my website, imaginarymyway.com. Terrible. That leave There's a legacy shit. How you walk in there and it's boom, you got like eighteen tons of rock in front of you. You can't see past. See, it. I like the way they do you it. Disneyland. See. They put it in the ground. You know, I don't. Yeah, m- that's fine. I yeah. have no problem with that. But that crap at Epcot is terrible. I don't. And then you m- got that big thing hanging off there. The stupid uh, Mickey. We ran. We ranted about that bullshit before. You know, what's funny is the Leave a Legacy probably doesn't disturb me as much as is losing the old Epcot uh, logo, the five circle interlocking. The, yeah, the logo there that was in the kind of I think loose cider glass or some kind of little thing on the fountain. The fountain. Yeah, they borked the um, hell out of that fountain too by uh, removing that. And, and is that an official text? Is that an official? East Texas term borked. Borked the hell out of it. They <laughs> yeah. took the fountain, the crystal you're talking about. The crystals that yeah, come the up. Crystal, yeah, the crystal, yeah. And colors at night. They, yeah. Yeah, they took cool. that out, and all you get is a flat piece of rock with some water trinkling off yeah. of it. Just like I, a spit stone. They're retarded. Yeah, I, I think a little more... I had to go back and look at a picture from the opening to remember what it was. Cause it had been so if they'd had a little more landscaping mixed in with all the Leave a Legacy... Um, I probably wouldn't have had it's as much fun. They, they tried to get some kind of futuristic angled look thing going with it, but yeah, the colors... But every time I'm know. trying to get out of there, I'm, I'm yeah, you're dodging that rocks. like a freaking maze. Yeah, you're yeah, dodging rocks. What is this, Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> you know, if, if I could back get... Back and the, forth, back and forth. Where's yeah. Oh, I can't see it. Oh, they don't want you to get out. The gift shop's to the right. <laughs> right. Get over there. If I could oh, get, to get rid of the uh, stupid hand and wand and the Epcot sign-off uh, Spaceship Earth, Things. I could li- live, live with, with leave a uh, legacy. To leave a legacy. If oh, I, oh I totally yeah. agree with you there. But I was actually uh, today. Actually, I grabbed something off the net. It was uh, something recorded off of uh, Vault Disney on the Disney Channel. It was the actual grand opening um, that aired for Epcot, and they had Danny Kay out there. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. And I they showed. That. I mean, 
I was sitting there watching that for what was it, 45 minutes. Him sitting there in that area where all that shit is now. All you could see was Spaceship Earth and all its pristine, minimalistic, futuristic glory. Mm-hmm. And all you could see was just the, the, the landscape beds in front of it. And it was an open area, very elegant, very minimal, which I think is what, you know, a lot of futuristic architecture is very minimal. And that's what makes it, you know, that contemporary flair. And now they just, like I said, borked it all to hell with all that crap they decorated up yeah. with. Well, Future yeah. World needs a real another injection of future. Well, you know the the, the the millennium thing. I could have lived. I can always live with a short-lived experiment for something like the millennium. But then they changed it to the Epcot or the 2000 or whatever. What's just as Epcot? Just now, as Epcot. I, you know. You know, at the millennium's over. Take the thing down. We didn't need to put Epcot up there. I I know where I am. I just paid 59 bucks to walk <laughs> through the gate. I don't need a big sign on Spaceship Bird telling me where I am. Uh, yeah. Somehow, I, I think I remember being fleeced with the you know fifty nine dollars through the door. I guess it's a matter of getting their money's worth on that damn but thing. That thing is such an icon and, and does not right. need they the Mickey spent, hands and wand. What's that? Eight, nine million. Some bridge company they contracted to build that it was actually a company that usually builds bridges. Wow. Cost them eight, at least eight to nine million around there. And then they they have this benchmark that this is what I was reading about. There, this benchmark out there is anything um, seven million or above. Has to stay there for seven years. Oh. I think we're, so. People are predicting next that year for the 25th anniversary. It's coming that down. May come down. That's whatever. That's a good idea. Well, they they need to do. I think that you know it wasn't exactly Walt's dream, but the park has been very successful. If they don't do something for its 25th anniversary, it'll be a big shame because that, yeah, I hope they do. I still really, love the park. I still love yeah, it. Yeah, that's. There. I think it's really one of my favorites. It. Well, it is. Definitely. We spent. We probably spent most, most time of our there. time there. We, we kept Except going that back. Damn pooping things. music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have a, a CD somewhere of the music that used to play, you know, had all the, the first uh, Journey into Imagination <laughs> stuff on it and the stuff they used to play around their back, you know, in 82, 83, 84. A little different. I, you know, I still remember. <laughs> yeah, but that stuff's still been going since 89. Why Is it really? I don't understand oh, yeah. why they pipe music into the can. <laughs> into the bathroom. It's called musical, that's called musical laxative. Yep. Hey, you know, you need some help sometimes. And just sitting there humming like I'm going down to the first floor of the freaking trade center or something while I'm sitting on the can. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. I have this, I have this image of the uh, that movie, the the Smiths or whatever it was, where they're in the elevator and they're playing like that. What's that? Oompa? Not uh, that B fifty two. No, that was it from Oompa Loompa or whatever. What the girl from Ipanema? Yeah, you kind of hear this like, elevator music going, you know. Or whatever. I played that on my little Universal Studios skit. When yeah, when he was in the elevator for yeah, 15 yeah, minutes, that's right? Exactly it, yeah. Was that what he said? I'm in the hey, elevator is, for 15 minutes or half a day. Is their parking structure yeah. really that? Is it really that bad? I think it's second biggest to the Mickey and Friends. Wow, it's freaking wow. amazingly huge. Every time I know, I've been to Universal twice, and every time I've gone, I paid the extra money to go VIP, low VIP, I so I could, didn't have to walk. I hate that Mickey for infrastructure. So it they make huge. they make you walk them through. Uh, oh, but that that was city that walk. Was, Do they call it city walk out there? We have yeah, a city walk at our universal. To get so. now the parking structure for Universal in Orlando, if you haven't been there, 
is actually across the freeway, I believe. So you have to, when I was talking about getting on those walkways, yeah. and kept going and going and going and getting to those cement sarcophagus yeah. things, I wasn't exaggerating. You literally, wow. it takes you a good 15 minutes of walking to get from the parking structure across the freeway and into Universal. Wow. Mike and and the I, first thing you hit is City Walk, which is wow. shopping mall. Mike and I used to have annual passes at Universal when they first started. A long out time ago. We paid like an extra five it, bucks it was, on top of yeah, the entry price five to get bucks. it. So you, we we at the time were graveyard. So we we we'd go get like a donut and a coke to try to get <laughs> that was our butters, power breakfast, you know, yeah. power breakfast, and head down there and just and hang out. But they now have two parking structures plus some on grade parking. We went in there, how oh, was it? Six months ago. Yeah. And we went up the hill, and this it's all a hilly area. And they send us on this long round trip. We're seeing all this parking where we get parked. They keep feeding you. Because we, we didn't, didn't pay for the VIP parking. Yeah, we, we end up in this parking structure. You're, you're going in circles trying to find a damn place to park. And I've got this new Dodge Magnum, and it's kind of big, and I'm kind of worried about where I'm going to park it so it doesn't get dinged the hell out of it. And then we had to walk, you know, like I say, through city. One of them you have to go through city walk. The other one's kind of a shorter walk to the front. But it's just they don't know how to move people around quite the way Disney does, and Disney's for someone, a pro at that. yeah, and for someone who is a pro at making movies like Universal is, they've got the crappiest park. At least out here, some of the attractions are less than stellar. That's the only way. Well, you know, uh, I can. They actually now, make I've, movies I've heard here. that the the first park. I read an industry magazine when I was. You talk about pooping music, you know. When, when you when you got to have some serious business at the park, you're looking for some good reading material, and and the. Um, and the old uh, administration building is where the security offices were. Dick Nunes' office and Ron Dominguez's offices were a couple floors up from ours. And they had a, they had all the good magazines up there and the cleanest <laughs> restrooms. So you'd go grab some good reading materials. And there was an industry magazine. And they all the experts had said that the, uh, the Florida Universal Studios is one of the best laid out parks that had been made. And I haven't been to that one yet. One of the, the guys I work with, his daughter was whatever they call their Imagineers. I don't know, maybe just being an employee, I don't know. And her name's on one of the, the street windows. But they say the park is beautiful. Now, I haven't seen it, so I can't say. And it's, now they have it's, a, it's a pretty park. It, it's clean. It's, it's, it's nicely done, in my opinion. It's got wide open, good crowd control type uh, things going on. But um, the theming, there's no charm to it. It's very artificial and plastic feeling to me. <laughs> and I think one of the things Earl brought up from Trapped on Vacation as far as little details in the parks that he enjoyed at Disney so much, was the fact that as you transition from land to land, it's done really uh, meticulously at the music. The BGM, the background music, yeah. Yeah, you can't hear like one music from one land to the other, and basically that's what I found at Universal, that the transitions between their, quote, lands were so shockingly, like, just hit you in the face, it was disturbing. You know, but other than that, it's clean, it's, it's well done, and I have no real complaints yeah. about Universal. Other than, I don't know, it gets boring after a while. Bob's I think Islands and Adventure is an abomination. I hate yeah. that place. Well, the, the one I out like here, roller coasters, yeah. but it's terrible. Oh, well, the one out part. here has the, the disadvantage of not being originally designed for a theme park. So it's been mm-hmm. add some on here. It's very hodgepodge. But the problem I have, and this is a problem, I've, I've discussed a few parks like this. Uh, MGM and Vegas used to have a theme park. And then there's Knott's Berry Farm, which I worked at as a kid also. And I always compare them to Knott's Berry Farms, the Roaring Twenties area, if you've ever been there. it's You know it's supposed to be the Roaring Twenties, but it's missing something. So we went to the MGM one because they were hiring a lot of Disney people away when they first opened that one. So a friend and I that worked at Disney went out there, and they're using all our same radio codes, and we're walking through the park going, there's something missing. What is it? 
and it's it's what I call depth. You go into the Disney parks, and there's depths to them. You know, the anywhere from the way they treat the buildings to stuff that's in the background that may be a partial building. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're immersed in it versus just you know, slap some wood up on the wall, this is a country theme, or, you know, that kind of a thing. Roaring 20s, you know, it just doesn't have any depth to it. There's no feeling like you're being immersed in it. Well, that's what makes the Disney Park so special to me, is just the attention to detail. Yep. I said in the one of the podcasts I was doing, and I was actually touring through Alice in Wonderland, just the fact that I was standing there and watching the cast member at the control panel outside, and I looked above her head, and they had a sunshade built for the cast member, but it was built to look like a rose petal, like a petal of a flower. Yeah, like, that like damn the giant thing, flowers. I was like, to blend it with the giant flowers that are all around. And there, I was yeah. like, my yeah. lord! Anyone that would take time and have the attention to detail to do that deserves to be the number one theme park enterprise. Yeah. Period. Now, did you notice something? No. I th- here's one thing that Disneyland has done more than any other park, and it's been recent. And I'm not sure why Disney World hasn't caught on it. Maybe it's our local Imagineers versus Imagineering in general. But you want, like Adventure right now, I just took some video and I'm going to try to edit it together and send it out to uh, Beyond Main Street. Loom Bob, yeah. Until I get my website up where I might put some videos. But they've gone to the point, it's no longer just blacktop. You know, it's the, uh, the hardscape is meticulously planned. You go through... Frontierland now, you see uh, not railroad tracks, but horseshoes and the track from a wagon. And I actually saw this kid walking the other day. He's talking to his dad. He says, Dad, do you think someone planned this? I mean, look look at this. And here's this kid. He feels like he's in Frontierland because it looks like a a cart just went by with a horse. In in Adventureland, you've got all this, this, this... the ground, you know, for people who don't understand what I mean by hardscape, and, and it looks like what you would think you'd be in in some Adventureland type area. You go to Disney World, it's all just blacktop. Right. And Mike, you were saying you stayed at Port Orleans a lot. Did you notice the walkways under your feet? They're colored dirt and they have ferns and plants embedded into the cement. I, the did, walkways. Not, I did not notice the yeah. colored. Next time you're at Port Orleans, Riverside, or wherever, look down at your feet. It's a. I guess the hardscape's first time I've heard that term, but yeah, I mean, it's they've got ferns and plants, so it looks like there's fossils in there, shells. Really? And it's colored like dirt, all the walkways. Yeah, it blends uh, very well in the environment. Yeah, it's that's what gorgeous. we call it's this business speak, you know. We get the hardscape. hardscape. Mm. That's it's architecture all the walkways talk. and stuff like that, you know. It's is pooping music? Is that an interesting thing? Yeah, <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's kind of like DFs. You know? Yeah. It's, now, Mike, you asked why you, they would pipe that in there. My only theory I can come up to is that they're trying to soothe you to the point to get you out of there quick to get you back into the <laughs> yeah. fast food restaurant. That's or right, into or into a shop. shop. Yeah, they don't want gonna, reading material in there. Yeah, that's, what, that's get, funny. I was After you said that, I was thinking of Disneyland. Is there music? I unfortunately had to spend some time in a, a Disneyland one. I asked my friend that worked at the park, I said, you know, Where's a good one? Because, I, I mean, you, you got to know where the, the ones you don't want to hang out in. And you got to plan these things right. Oh, man, you need to write a guidebook based on that. Oh, someone's already oh, done that. Bathrooms. Yeah, no, someone's no, already yeah, done that. Seriously. Already? There, there's there's somebody out there that's got a toilets of Disneyland kind but of you, thing. Awesome. Wasn't it you that was mentioning that some people don't appreciate or don't even hear the, the background music? Was that you talking about that? Wasn't or it? maybe, maybe uh, it was on one of the forums. See, but, is, it filling you, is it filling you with... with uh, 
warm and fuzzies, Jeff, that he doesn't remember what, what freaking subjects you've covered when you do your shows. You know, when you read through all these podcasts and all these threads, there's a lot of material. You know, yeah. But the, what someone was commenting on is, That's is that a lot of people don't even know that there's background music being played. But I'm not so sure if it's that or if that's just what Disney does so well that when you're immersed in an area, well, there's some places works. where it's more obvious. Main Street, not so obvious, you know, because there's kind of a lot going on, and you kind of got to be standing near a speaker to hear their their loop of you know turn of the century Americana music. But if you're standing mm. in California Adventure, oh man, holy cow, loud. that stuff I, is loud. They yeah. they have yeah almost overdone it in California Adventure. It's much well, more. They're trying prominent. to distract you from the <laughs> for the lack of <laughs> the deplorable the condition of the park. Right, I the guess. Lack yeah, of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, as you say that, I was walking through Condor Flats the other day, and I'm thinking, what other park is so finely detailed Condor like Flats Condor awesome. Flats and, and the, up around Grizzly Peak? And the only one I can come up with, other than like Adventureland and some of the areas in Disneyland, which I think they've done well. Is the Animal Kingdom, which is my other half-day park. You know, oh man, that's be, a great park. Just I, the I, detail. The detail. Yeah, I don't find awesome. a whole lot to do there, but the detail. No, no. Is well, Everest awesome. is amazing. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, punk. Well, I'm, yeah. I, I can't, can't wait to go can't try comment that. on Everest. No. I love Everest. It looks good. Here's the one killer about Everest, and you were talking about depth. <laughs> the only bad thing they've done with Everest so far, I don't know if they've remedied it. But when the first, when you're driving into the parking lot of Animal Kingdom, the first thing you see of Everest. Is the back of the show building? You always see the uh, chunk of little rock on it. Uh, the very first thing you see. That's too bad. I'm looking at that going, that's not very good. No, that's not. It's got the rock facade, but the back has the, it's a brown show building. I know they painted it to try to uh, cover it up, and you can see they planted some trees to try to overgrow that. That's like That's Indy. your first impression of it. Well, well you've you, you seen the you show building. Disneyland, right? Yeah, when you came to Disneyland, did you park in Mickey and Friends? No, no, I've always, I've never, I've never rented a car out there. I always, uh, Shuttle right into, and I always stay at the Hojo Plaza, and I walk. Okay, so you're on the opposite, you're on the opposite side. You're on Harbor. Okay. okay. Yeah. If you come in from the other side, you can see the Indiana Jones Show Building, and it's and they hung this cheesy camouflage. Oh yes, I've seen that walking <laughs> through downtown Disney. Yeah. It looks like leaves are camouflage. Yeah, yeah, with a few fake palm trees stuck in front of it. That's the yeah. That's yeah, a show building. Well, see, I mean, before, that's better than nothing. Yeah. Though. But even before that, when the parking lot used to be there, you could see the pirate the back of the pirate building and the funny thing was if you really knew what you were looking at there was also a security guard sitting up there looking at you because he was watching the parking lot yeah that and, little tower up there yeah that, that was a fun shift you sit up there all day in your, your civilian clothes and just stare at people uh, there were some interesting things to see in cars in a parking lot that size what are you trying to say Greg uh, yeah as a peop- <laughs> yeah, we, we were a paid peeping Tom yeah. Yes. yeah we're looking for break-ins and things like that but there was there's some you know Hundred acre parking lot. Hundred acre parking lot. One dude yeah. up there in the tower. Yeah. How many breaks do you think he's catching? Yeah. Hey, PG thirteen show. I can't talk about half of what I saw out in the parking oh. lot. That, that's a whole. <laughs> we'll have to show. move into rated R. The sands reading material up there. <laughs> oh, we'll have to put some of this on the forum because there's some funny stories about just <laughs> what cast members do to further people's already, um, let's say, ris- riskier side. You know. Uh, Spread them out on the. You, you go on the pirates late at night. And there's not a whole lot of people, and there's two people looking like you know they're just looking for a, a, a place quiet to make spot. out. Yeah, you put Bounce three or four boats on exactly. either side of them, and they're up there in the tower looking at the, the cameras. You know, so it's it's pretty funny. But, all right. <laughs> now, anyway. all right. So how's your fatigue level there, Jeff? Have we worn you out yet? Oh no, this has been great. Right. I really, I always enjoy y'all's show. Um, just to have the opportunity to go off tangent with y'all. 
No, this is we're, fun because we can just kind of shoot we're, the crap and we're good um, at going yeah. off a tangent. Yeah, you know, I, I'd like to hear someone else's perspectives, especially some of the other podcast some, people. Well, it's, it's, yeah, what I like about your podcast is you're not the smooth and silky guy who seems like he wants to press pass. You just talk about Disney the way you see it, the way you experience it, and how probably most people experience it. That's you know, it's probably from a charm. working, yeah, That's a working a Joe's uh, perspective, you know. You know, if you that's yeah, and that's really the perspective I intend to you know give to the listeners of the Meandering Mouse. I I, I think that's lacking, and you even heard my promo uh, that's been played. Uh, I think Paul Barry played it. How you know I'm not just another newscast. Don't get me wrong, I like those those casts. Too many I of them. Get, there's a lot of them, but I I like them. I listen to them, get my news because I'm lazy and I don't want to go dig up the stuff. But I really think it's special to hear a podcast about someone walking through the park and just having fun and speaking what's in their mind because, to me, it makes me feel like I'm actually there with them. And that's what yeah. really attracted me to Trapped on Vacation because he was just having a good time turning his microphone on. I was like, yeah, yeah I, I really dig this. Yeah. That is yeah. very cool because there's, there's so many just news sources out there. It's almost ad nauseum. And you know, like I say, there, there's a purpose for those. And then I think kind of the genre that you see on our uh, podcast network it's kind of a new look. There are a few of those smooth and silky guys, but between you and Trapped on Vacation and us, it's a, it's a different perspective than the same old, same old. And some of them have outdated news. I, I was trying to listen to that Netcot thing the other day. Oh, gosh. Sometimes his news is two or three weeks old. Uh, Laughing Place, you know, I've tried them out. I've listened to a lot of them, but uh, I'm not really sure what, what they're about yet. But I like that you're just walking through the park and commentary. You know, not everybody, you know, if you want to ride through, one of the other podcasts has that, but no one has any idea what's going on when they're hearing this ride through. I shared a cubicle buddy of mine with um, a a Phantom Manor one, I think, and he's like, well, what's going on around it? I'm like, well, see, that's the point. It's like, you kind of like to hear someone's perspective what is happening around them right one little the review i got on itunes was by some guy said that it was he didn't like me talking over the rides danny's listening to danny's listening to alan (laughs) (laughs) well i mean even alan he he tells you what's going on but he'll he's he's doesn't he doesn't he uh my back to that was that's the angle of the meandering mouse. Well, I was well, like, if you were sitting in the in the ride vehicle with me, we'd be joking each other sure. and having a good time. Well, sure. that's my angle. Well, that, and it works. You yeah, know, and I if, entertaining. If, if they get it, I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> it's yeah. fun. If they get it's it, fun. they get it. If they don't, you know, they can go so, somewhere. I was gonna say with Alan, he you know, he he talks about how he he'll do one ride through with commentary, and then his next show he does a ride through without commentary. Yeah. So you know. Alan's good at making fun of all. That's what I like about him. <laughs> Our toes. Yeah. Well, but some of the stuff he makes funny, he's got a good point too. You know. So yeah, I, he does. I to... With his criticism, I appreciate that. So yeah, yeah most of, most of the time it's constructive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to. Let's not push that button, please. <laughs> nope. Greg's insufferable when he finds himself right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I can't wait to have Richard on. Richard, don't gonna, come on. Let's not spill it. Just, no, but he's he's gonna wish he hadn't said something. Did you talk to, to him today, so by the way? About it. Yes, and he he wussed out. Oh, same same old excuses. All right, fine. So, he gets lost in the way to the the Mice Cast Studio. 
Yeah, well, Jeff found it. Yeah, Jeff found it. Yeah, all the way from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think so. What, well, so what, what's the future of the uh, the Disney Podcast Network, Jeff? How much? How do you expect some new podcasts coming online to us soon? Well, or? I really, I really want to add um, some more. So you know, if there's any other Disney podcasters out there listening that that don't you know have forum resources available or would like to you know kind of transfer theirs over to the Disney Podcast Network, that would be something we could talk about. But really the response to the Disney Podcast Network right now has been phenomenal. I mean, it's only been going um, for um, about a just over month, a month and a week. Yeah, a month and a week. You guys probably came in just about three and a half weeks ago. But, I mean, you know, we've got over 130 uh, subscribers in a month. We've got, uh, you know, a good amount of official members or podcasters in the network that all have really unique podcasts and good content. Yeah. I couldn't be happier with the way it's going. And um, I, I yeah, like I it, mean, too. I, I, that's a good a, job, because it, I think you've done a great job. Sorry to cut you off. Um, I was mentioning to Mike, Mike, we should you know do something where we get all these podcasters together, and then he found you, because we were thinking no, of having... He, fa- he found like, me. Like, he found oh, us. Oh, he found you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Alan, Alan actually emailed you know, because I put out a feeler for like, hey, would, is there any other podcasts out there people would like to see? And Alan emailed me about you guys. I think you guys were into your third show. And I think your fourth show popped up, and that's when I listened to your fourth show, and I was like, all right, this is great. And that's when I emailed uh, Mike the invite on that, or one of you guys. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. I let Mike do the dirty work. I just think, and then he just makes no, it No, no, he just talks, and then he no. does. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, how long have we been talking about doing a podcast? I think I, I said something we, to him a while ago. You know, we should do Vegas, something on Disney, and, he's like, and he went out and did the research to see what kind of stuff was going on out there so we could kind of decide – what we do because yeah. we've been told for a long time there's a, there's some local radio hosts out here called John and Ken and they kind of banter on like we do and we've had a few people tell us you guys should you know maybe wrongly they told us but you guys should be on radio because you guys argue and it's funny and uh, we're kind of entertaining to just the people around us because you know we'd probably bitch slap each other if we could get away with it <laughs> uh, but that doesn't work on radio so yeah <laughs> uh, no, I, I would just like to on caution you know the DPN works because we're not homogenous, you know. We're not all right. the same show. Right. And and I, I like our loose confederation of, of what we got going on. But if you get too much of all of us doing the same thing, then it's going to be diluted. Yeah, it'll be well, counter yeah. counterproductive. And, and I don't want the Disney Podcast Network to come off as this clique of Disney podcasters. Because sometimes, really <laughs> sometimes it does come off as a love fest just between us. Yeah, right. But I mean, that's really not what it's intended. It's no, it intended. Isn't. I, I understand. It's, it's intended for everyone that's interested in, in in Disney and Disney podcasts in general. It's intended as a collective community. Yeah, it really no, is. It, and it's it's working. I just you know. I think it is. I mean, it's been just. I've been really happy with it. I couldn't be happy. I, I it. think it. Great. I think the cross talk, you know, and, and um, mentioning each other is working. I think it's going to get to the point because people know what it is that the, just the dropping of. A member of the Disney Podcast Network is going to get people to it because you don't need to probably list them as much anymore. Because I think we're as we get new members, uh, people are a little savvy; they know where to go find. Actually, Alan's Alan's got that promo where uh, that it's a mixture of all the ones we've sent in that I think we're going to start doing instead of just. Yeah, I played y'all's promo on my last show. That was really nice. Uh oh, our promo. Did you hear yet? No. Yeah. When, when did you post I that one? I guess it. I have. I listened to it. It's a. It's about ten minutes into it, I think. I, I do most of my listening at work, so yeah. it wasn't an extravagant promo, but it was. No. It was cool no. to hear y'all's voices and yeah. 
Which one yeah. was it? Is, the, is it the one where we traded the? Uh, yes. Yeah, he was like provocative. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Like my, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like looking at my schoolwork, you know, ten years ago. What I used well, to do. Well, yeah, I we could come up with another now one. Do it now, yeah, we're gonna have to do something a little more savvy. We did those just after a show one day. Oh, how about this? With the tape rolling. I hope you'll invite my my uh, my solo. Podcast. No, don't yeah, I keep hearing you hinting at that, but man, you know, don't well, talk to me until it's going, dude. Yeah, no. well, I actually got the first page of the website up, just one page, and it's got one bad link. Great. Yeah, it's imaginarymyway.com. It basically is just a one page description of what I'm going to be talking about and get a, a nice shot of the Disney World Castle. Don't offer him anything until he gets some quality. Yeah, that's what I'm going Believe me, because you know I think I'm going to take on one of those favorite attractions of yours on the first one because uh, Alice in Wonderland's on my chopping block. You know but I haven't. That's great, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you right in the door, Greg. But, but uh, you know I, my plan is to subject, move it out to Walt Disney World. So, you know, yeah, well, on that subject, you're you. talking about attractions you want to bring back. Does that include Disney World attractions? Yeah, sure. Yeah, anything yeah. Disney. Didn't we, did my, we say anything Disney? Did we? All right. I think so. I just, right. you know. Well, we whatever. can say it again. The one I, that I think that, that that just mandatorily should be brought back is Horizons. <laughs> I would agree with and that. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, you know, you tell guys. Tell me have, why. You guys, I'll tell you why right now. You guys <laughs> have talked about Tomorrowland and how that needs improvement. And, you know, I think I, I wasn't alive back when Walt was alive and all that, but I've seen all the material and I felt what Epcot was back in its first days, back in the 80s. And the thing that got me, and the thing that always got me, and my best memories of Epcot and, and the Tomorrowland and the whole spirit of Disney was that, uh, you know, innovation and inspiration for an optimistic future. And Horizons was the one just, you know, masterful dark ride that said, hey, you know, there's a there's a big future, there's a lot of possibilities out and there. And that was, that was sky, pie in the sky, or blue oh. sky... You know, imagination stuff. You know, can I call you out? Can I? I want to call you out on something. Come on. Who? No, no, just kidding. I, I've always used the term dark ride. I know Mike and I agree on this. I think dark ride is being like the uh, Fantasyland uh, uh, dark rides. I, I never With thought of light. things. Yeah, I've never thought of the mansion, would, or I mean, things like out. the mansion or we'll pirates those, and stuff we'll like that being rides. dark rides. But a lot of people call those dark rides also because they almost every ride Disney does is in the dark. But uh, anyway, it's just a that's just interesting to hear you call that a dark ride. I, I just thought of it as a, a large AA attraction. But I totally agree. I love the show. I thought the the Horizons was great. Though when I was going back through my some early Epcot books, like I said, I've got the one I got at the preview, and then I got one called it's a big one of those huge books like they used to put out um, designing Epcot, mm-hmm. and it was set in the the idea of Horizons was set in the 21st century. So it's kind of like when Tomorrowland reached... Like you know, in 87 or 84. You know, it, was, it was behind everything it was supposed to be. I think the the attraction needed some updates because I, th- I think, think some... Think of what they could do with that same attraction today, though. I mean, there's a lot of things they could touch upon that would really just sure. be inspirational and optimistic. Sure. The same. And I think that's what we're missing at the Disney Parks right now. We have nothing that says, hey, the future is bright. We've got no, stuff that, that is sci-fi and... I mean, but yes, back, and I remember being in the place, parks in the 80s you know. and it was like, man, the future is going to be freaking spectacular. Yeah. And now I don't Not, get that. No. no. I don't get that feeling anymore from the parks. You don't the, only thing I didn't, the only thing I didn't like about Horizons, and I know this was some people's favorite part, was the end where you could choose which <laughs> destination you'd go <laughs> to. It seemed like there was, always some, there was always some punk in the car that's either pushing the other button before <laughs> I push mine. 
but I didn't always get to go to my future, which was, you know, somewhat <laughs> distressing. But I did think the ride was cool. Now, I actually, someone described it the other day. I was looking through it. That they actually said that the characters in that are the characters from uh, Carousel of Progress. Progress. And in a Disney fanatic that I am, not a DF, but just a, a guy that loves Disney, I can't believe I missed that all these years, if that actually is true. Um, and it seems to make a lot of sense. Well, while we're it talking about it, don't, let's not forget during the housekeeping section the appeal for more requests. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it can go across, the, it can go across the seas. Anything at Paris or Tokyo that's been ousted. I'm sure yeah. there's been stuff there that we know nothing about. Yeah, by the way, have you seen the postings for the, the new Tower of Terror out at, uh, yeah. Disney Seas? Yeah, I put that up. Unbelievable. <sighs> Did we get shortchanged at DCA or what? And I thought ours was really cool until I went to Florida and thought, this sucks. Screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Screwed. Because I, I think Mouse Planet has a whole photo essay on Disney Seas, and yeah. they compare photo to photo, uh, like the Disney Sea next to DCA, because they were both built at the same time. And they're like, look what the Imagineers could have done with a good budget. Well, with money, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's all yeah. about well, it's all about the I, cash. Well, you go to my new homepage at ImagineeringMyWay.com. My, it actually does say, look at what they've done with... <sighs> Tokyo and Paris and the money they've spent with their overseas partners compared to what we did here in California with DCA. Right. It's, you talk about getting fleeced. You know, it's got a lot of great little elements, but as a total whole, it really sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think our, the whole stock market here in the United States has caused a lot of that. I mean, the bottom line, the shareholders, everything. I mean, yeah. We don't well, have yeah, land it, companies coming in and right. helping us build attractions here. Yeah. Now, if you've never read Storming the Magic Kingdom, and uh, it's it's a very interesting read, it, even if you think it's uh, written by someone that's just shilling for Disney. Yeah, I mean, Disney was in a really bad position back in the 80s before Eisner came in, and who knows what would have happened if, if Roy hadn't been able to orchestrate some, some of the stuff he did bring in Eisner and Wells in in the beginning and getting the Bass Brothers to come in with, with a lot of money and all, all that stuff that went on, we may not, we may not even have this podcast because who knows what, where the parks and the, the studios would have been after 20 Owned by Viacom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you see that little Viacom exit thing on all the, um, uh, like I said, who did I get the, that was, they, they still can't get out of their head that the Banana Republic pants on Indiana Jones. Uh, come on. Come I'm on, actually, Jeff. Wait, was that you? No, I want no, Jeff I think to call was... us assholes again. That, I'm still laughing over that. It, that April was the Fool. biggest compliment. Um, yeah, that was that, my uh, that was my form response to your April Fool's. I was like, let me just say, you guys are assholes. Because I was driving yeah. home, listening to that in my car, just almost in tears. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walk into my house and I got the iPod on still, and then finally you drop, and I was like, you assholes. Like you said, we almost. Yeah, we almost didn't do that. We're like, is this going to come off real? Uh, is this going to be, you know, people really going to know this is a bunch oh, of bullshit? Oh, just the way Mike was grimacing over all the facts that you guys were reading <laughs> off, whatever the hell you're reading. He did play that bit. You know, uh, he, he was like, that oh, I, I just don't, oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, this is terrible. I was like, oh, I felt his pain. I was like, God damn it. No Pressler, no. I mean, you guys gave Pressler control of everything. I mean, even the bathroom, I think. He <laughs> might be putting that in some more pooping. That story was hilarious. Yeah, no more pooping zone. No. Oh, uh, man. But, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's funny. I'm glad we did that finally. I was a little worried about it. And we should have really, really posted on the first, though. 
And I think it made it more effective by not, because we sucked people in saying it wasn't going to be one. But uh, who knows? All right. Our breaking news usually isn't that breaking. It's a day or two old anyways. So we were relying on Alan Huffman. Well, not Alan Huffman. Uh, Al Lutz. Al Lutz to come up with he's got a, he's, just, he's got a mole, dude. That, oh, don't we all? No, no. No, that dude's got somebody in there, because everything he's broken on my age has come to pass. No, that is true. I, I still have a little clip from the paper taped on my desk that my, one of the guys next to me gave to me when they broke the news on uh, uh, the submarines. Subs, yeah. It was in the paper, and it quoted my, uh, his, his site for breaking that news. So, yeah, he, he has got somebody deeper. Richard's guy, who he thinks is deep, must not be very deep, because that whole Casablanca thing, he confirmed, which was totally wrong. All right. That's I, another know, podcast, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's going to be a fun that's one. another one. Um, I'm thinking we should wrap up because we're back into, you know, 90-minute-plus territory here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting up there. And, but, you know, know I think and, this and one sure, people will find interesting because I'm sure of Jeff's the, a little jet-lagged out, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that is true. Right. Well, thanks for coming on, Jeff. This this is, yes. you know, the kiss your ass been a truly a pleasure to uh, meet any the time. founding person of the Disney Podcast and, Network. Oh, it's been a pleasure being on y'all's show. I, I love it. It's been great. Any, I've been you able to drop back. the F-bomb once, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And, of course, you know, you're going to have to look us up next time you come out west. Cause well, oh, I was thinking of that when we had a little Most technical definitely. difficulty and we were staring at each other like we don't know how to operate a computer. <laughs> you know, to extend the same offer I did to Lou and Bob, you know, if you ever come out to California, you, you can't stay at my house, but I'd be more than happy to show you around the park and see it the way we've seen it as <laughs> former I'd cast members it. and everyday uh you know, yeah. practically everyday visitors. That would so. be too much fun. I met, I had, uh, was fortunate enough to meet Paul Barry and uh, spent a uh, day having lunch with his family at the Blue Bayou no, uh, when I was out there last. And that was great. And Paul Barry, you want to hear, you want to hear something really stupid? I can't believe I did this. You know, I'm supposed to know the park. I, I pride myself on, you know, knowing the park. I went you in there the there. other day. Uh, yeah, I, I was taking my architectural exams, and I always the thing I do now is I go take and fail my exam, and then I spend the rest of the day in the park going, God, I wish I would, would have studied harder. I thought, you know what? I'm by myself. I bet I can get into Blue Bayou today. It's closed. It's closed because the Pirates, Pirates is under is rehab. Down. I wasn't thinking that far ahead. I was all jazzed that you know, I haven't been able to get into Blue Bayou lately. It's been book by the time I wander over there and I can't get in for the day. Um, that, the whole way you book Restaurants is a whole other podcast. Yeah. That tease, that's really pisses me off sometimes. But that's right, again, right. that's the thing you you talk about fleecing people before we wrap up. I must have heard at least three or four couples when I was at Disney World go up. There's another restaurant we can't eat at because if you don't know that you can plan a meal up to 30 days in advance, you're screwed 180. Of those restaurants. Oh yeah, they're calling six months in advance. That's only for days. certain restaurants. No, no, no. Oof. All table service restaurants are 180 now. 180 days. I mean, well, because they reduced the, uh, uh, what's the freaking thing? Hoop to do review used to be what? A year or three years? No, advance, that's still like that's that? still 365 days. No, they lowered that. I was reading somewhere they lowered that. One. I just, dude, I just made my reservations. Oh, they told me 365 Sit days. You know, what, you know what you're eating three months from now? I'm, I'm scared for you. That's all no, I have to say. Okay, no, I don't know what I'm eating three months from now, but I know what I'm going to eat <laughs> nine months when I'm at Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Overpriced <laughs> food. Yeah, exactly. Overpriced that's the, chicken strips. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's the sad thing about going. That's one of those little twists that a lot of people don't know if and if they want to experience one of the nicer restaurants, it's it's it sometimes can't happen. And some some of them are a lot of fun. The sure. one I expected to be the least fun was 
I was one of our better ones was the one in the land pavilion. You know, I thought the food was pretty good. You know, I don't need to have the character meat. You know, I, I can eat my food without having Mickey staring over my shoulder. But it was an interesting and fun little experience compared to the China one, which I almost gagged on it. It was the worst Chinese food I've ever had. <laughs> you know. Maybe that's because it's authentic. I'm used to American Chinese. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, but it, it, it's a great pavilion, but the Nine Dragons sucked as a restaurant. But. Sorry to hear that. Uh, it was, it was, don't go eat there. Go eat somewhere else. All right. We can have a whole show about eating some other time. Yes, we can. I, I think I think Jeff wants to roll. All right. Well, let's kiss and, his ass again. Thanks for coming right, on. Thanks the, for the coming podcast. on. Do you want to hang thanks on? Thanks for having me, guys. Can totally. You, can you hang two seconds while we run down our little housekeeping? Yeah, well, go do you ahead. want to yeah. do a plug for your show while you're here? Like, no one knows who you are anyways. Oh, yeah. Meandering Mouse at meanderingmouse.com. Check See, it out. Nice and simple. Yep. Um, we haven't had any voicemails yet. What? 206-600-MICE. Call us. Hey, wait. I called it once. What do you mean we haven't had oh, it? I you don't it. count, dude. Okay. Sorry. 206-600-MICE. <laughs> it's 206-600-6423. If you don't feel like sending us an email, give us a call. Yeah, yeah feedback really. I just got to butt in on that. Really, I, I got my first voicemail that I played on my last show. That was one of the coolest things. You know, I'm not getting paid a cent to do anything of this, and it, I spend eight hours on each of these episodes. But really? feedback is great. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. Spend a minute or two, shoot us an email, call on the voicemail line. It really means a lot. That's all I gotta say. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's it is. It's fun to hear it. even the bad ones. Now that I've gone back, sure. and now I kind of laugh yeah, at them. Bad at first or good? I, at first, I was pissed off. I'm like, who the hell are you telling me? I get your own podcast. <laughs> but then I look back and I'm like, well, at least they listened. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> bad. The time throw my they took the time to I give say. us that bad one. So that's all I'm not been that bad. Well, Lou has the right has the right attitude. Yeah, I know you'll be listening again. So thanks anyway. Yeah. yeah. What's that monkey do pants <laughs> or something? That's hilarious. All right. So send us emails. Greg at MiceCast.com, Mike at MiceCast.com, we've ever an info at MiceCast.com. Jeff has some email, it's podcast at meanderingmouse.com. Uh, what else? Join the podcast network at DisneyPodcastNet.com. That's right. Yeah, come, I come think there's a new logo Regist- that's going to show up on some websites. Yeah, as soon as you finish that, right? Yeah, I think it is. We're getting there. I think it is finished. We'll talk when the podcast is over. All right. So all that's left to do is uh, the usual who's saying goodnight. I always go first because Greg's got control issues. Why don't you let Jeff go next? So, good night. Good night. Good night. And tomorrow's just a dream away. Man has a dream, and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart. When it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. So, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow.